Church and those viewing us online for the Dunlow, Sydney, and Beaverdale charge. At this time, we will have the lighting of the first three Advent candles.
affirmation of faith. This will be a responsive reading from Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 45. Follow along on the screen if you'd like to follow along in the Pew Bible. It's found in the New Testament on page 879. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has been mindful, for he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed. My God has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful. To Abraham and his descendants forever, even as he promised Please be seated. Turn to the back of the bulletin for the announcements. Uh, next Saturday, the youth will be delivering their candy. Actually, I've seen some of it coming out now, so they may be getting your order today to you. Um, combined Christmas Eve service will be held here at 6 p.m. with Holy Communion. The food bank is at the Galleria today from 12 to 2. And on Christmas Day, the combined charge service will be held at Dunlow at 11 a.m. And everyone is invited just to come in their pajamas. Are there any other announcements? As always, with these group, we have some extra boxes downstairs. If anyone didn't get a chance to order, they're mostly mixed boxes, but they're down there and available if you'd like. There are extra boxes of candy if you're interested, didn't get a chance to order. See Tiffany, Frank, or one of the youth members. There are no other announcements. Will the children please come forward?
Let us now stand as we sing our hymn of adoration, O Come All You Faithful, number 145 in your hymnal, or the words are on the screen. happened to anybody in the last couple of weeks? Nothing. Nothing. Yes? Um, last Sunday, our, our son's sister gave birth, had, had a baby, and uh, there were some complications. Um, the baby had to be left out of Pittsburgh, but he's good, and uh, she's recovering. She had lost a lot of blood. They had to do the emergency section. So, just want to say joy about, about that. What's the baby's name? Grayson Adam. Grayson? Grayson Adam. Grayson Adam. Hmm. Nothing back there. 
Hey, you're back again. Good, good to see you again. Yeah. That's our joy. What's just becoming a habit here? Two weeks in a row. Any other joys? Joy, joy, joy. Jerry. Uh, we had a fabulous time away over Thanksgiving. Now, where were you away? We were in uh, Paradise Island, Atlanta, Bahamas. The Bahamas. Fabulous. Beautiful. Very good. Very good. That's one of the central places now. No, now we're on the internet. Now I better not say that. <laughs> we have a joy. Working with the youth group yesterday. Teenagers sometimes get a bad rap for being teenagers. Teenagers. But they did a fantastic job yesterday. Well, very good. How many? We had, well, we had 12 five youth members there, and we had a helper, Kyla. Over there. You helped? Yeah? Do you smell like chocolate? Did you smell like chocolate when you went home? No, you didn't. Oh, what? <laughs> I would want to smell like chocolate. And the, yes? He hasn't had to deal with a lot of health issues, and we think he's finally healed up and seems better, so Still has an attitude. Well, we're not sure he'll ever go out of that. It'll get worse when he becomes a teenager. Of course, maybe by then I'll be, he'll be tall enough I'll be able to see him when he comes up to the collection plate. Oh no, no, no the, put the, the candles out. Any other, uh, Joyce? How about concerns? Do we have any concerns? Sherry. Oh, he has, I thought he wasn't going to be moved over there until later December or they moved him last week to Bulgaria. John Thomas. John Thomas, oh yes. He's holding his own. Yes? Danielle, your friend Danielle has cancer. Danielle? Danielle. G. Gaynelle. Where'd she come up with a name like that? Oh, oh there's a voice from her. Your friend what? I heard your friend Michelle chemo. Oh, started chemo. That's no fun, is it? No. She's sick for a few days, then she starts feeling good, then she has to go back and start the whole thing process over again. Anything else? Besides the world we're living in? And the country we're living in? Living in? Do you have a black eye? What, your girlfriend give it to you? No? Wrestling. At least you didn't say walking to a door. At least you didn't say that.
I can see how easy it is to walk in the door after living in the apartment up there, because I always keep the bathroom door. I'm the only one who lives there, so I close the bathroom door. I always have the bathroom door open, and I can see turning around and go right into the door. So it's, uh, I can see how that would be easy to do. Okay, so let us enter into our time of uh, our atmosphere of prayer, and we'll raise our voices up to God Almighty, so He can hear what's on our uh, what's on our mind. Our gracious God, we give you our minds. Let us use them wisely to know you, your virtues, your works, and your will, Heavenly Father. Let us seek not what pleases us, but only what pleases and honors you. Let it give us joy both to do your will and to experience whatever you have ordained for us. Let us love what we love hate what you hate, and do exactly as you would have us do. We give you our bodies. Let us honor you with it and keep it holy, a dwelling suitable for you, O God, to live in. We pray for the well-being and safety of our youth. We pray for the good health and well-being of the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. We pray for the law enforcement, the military, stationed throughout the world, especially our own Second Lieutenant Carl Smith, health workers, and firefighters. We pray for the leaders of our country, our community, and our church. We pray for the health issues that we're all faced with, that we carry with us throughout our, throughout our days. Give us the strength and the endurance to continue our daily activities, even though we have these health issues that are always with us. We pray for those who are going through difficult times during this season, season of, of joy. Uh, the Christmas time is, is not a joyful time for everybody. Uh, for most, yes, but not everybody. We pray for the unsaved and the unbelievers. We pray for those people because we're concerned about the, their, their lives, uh, uh, their future lives, the lives that they're going to have in eternity. We, we, we try to uh, steer them in the right direction, give them the Word of God to help them with their fight in this world. And we ask for your forgiveness for our waywardness throughout the week. And we ask that the, the sharing of the Word of God with others during this most receptive time of the year that we're able to, to do this. And we pray for, we pray for uh, uh, Sherry's husband, Ron. Carl, who's in Bulgaria. Now we have to all go home and find out where Bulgaria is on the map. And we have to pray for Thomas and Danielle, who's dealing with cancer, and, and, and Michelle, who is starting, uh, who started the chemo, chemotherapy. We pray for these people, dear Lord, and we ask if the, a name has come up while we were praying, let the people take this opportunity to say that name out loud.
Dear Lord, you've heard the cries of, of the people. We know that you've heard and that you will start providing your, your answers if you haven't done so already. Let us now, dear Lord, turn our, our, our prayer time to a close by praying together the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Would the ushers please come forward for the presentation of God's tithes, our gifts, and offerings. December, to hear your psalms, uh, to hear your hymns, and to, to hear your word as well, dear Lord. We thank you for this opportunity, and we ask that you accept these tithes, these gifts, and these offerings that are presented by these two people today. We thank you for them. We thank you for their presence here today, and we ask that you accept all of us in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend, and we all said together, Amen. Thank you. Please be seated. Our reading, yes, is from Matthew. Because we're in Matthew for the next, for this coming year. And it's uh, chapter 11, verses 2 through 11. 2 through 11, right. Words are on the screen, or it's in your bulletin, or I mean in your uh, pew Bibles on page 836. When John was in prison, 
He heard about the deeds of the Messiah. He sent his disciples to ask him, Are you the one who is to come, or should we expect someone else? Jesus replied, Go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news is proclaimed to the poor. Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me. As John's disciples were leaving, Jesus began to speak to the crowd about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed swayed by the wind? If not, what did you go out to see? A man dressed in fine clothes? No, those who wear fine clothes are in king's palaces. Then what did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. I will send my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I tell you, among those born of women, there has not risen anyone greater than John the Baptist. Yet whoever is least in the kindness kingdom of heaven is greater than he. The words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us see the phrase, Blessed is anyone who does not stumble on account of me is a warning to John and all his listeners not to doubt him because their expectations had not been met. John's story challenges us to live with hope in the face of disappointment and disorientation. John is the climax of the old order. John is the pivot point between the old and the new, between the prophecy and its fulfillment, between what is was and what is now. Uh, let's see, this is the season of jailbirds. Your days are full of expectations, offering predictability and order to your world and life. The, there are other expectations that affect you more deeply than the day-to-day -day expectations. Either way, they have these expectations are of hope and dread. Either way, they have the power to imprison you. Expectations of hope can create how you think the world and life should be. I can't stand there, that's the heat. Expectations of hope can create how you think the world and life should be. They describe your world vision and what you want. There are also expectations of dread, the things of life that you fear and want to avoid. Expectations can pull you out of the present moment into a future you do not yet have, except as it is in your head. Then you will begin to act and speak as if your expectations, either of hope or dread, are the reality of your life. These expectations will shape your attitudes, your beliefs, and the way you relate to others. These expectations even shape your image of who God is and how God should act. If God does not meet your expectations, you are often too quick to question him. You trust your expectations of what God should be doing more than you trust what God is actually doing. 
John the Baptist expects a new kingdom and a new ruler. He expects one who is more powerful. John's expectations have imprisoned him. We find John now in Herod's jail. It's an external symbol of the inner prison in which John now awaits. It is the interior prison of disappointment and disillusion. He is confined by his own unmet expectations. So John sends a message. Are you the one who is to come, or are we to wait for another? You imprison yourself with a view of God, the kingdom, the world, your life. That is too small, too, too narrow. You try to confine God's work and life to your expectations. But that's not who God is or how God acts. The limits you place on your vision and expectations have a great impact on whether Christ comes and makes a home in your heart this blessed season. You expected to be number one, but he called you to identify with the least, the last, the lost. You wanted to be strong, but he called you to discover his strength in your weakness. He wanted your enemies, you wanted your enemies destroyed, but he commanded you to love them. You wanted to be a leader, but God told you to serve. The problem isn't with the kingdom, it's with your view of the kingdom. You don't see the kingdom at work around you because you're looking for the wrong thing. You miss seeing the good news happening right under your nose. If Sunday after Sunday there's no connection between what you do here in this church and what happens in your Monday through Friday world, it's possible that something is missing. The season of Advent is the season of jailbreaks. It's the season of escaping your expectations of God. In order for Jesus to be the Messiah for you, you need to hear and see in new ways. You need to reshape your expectations and hope. Your cell door is locked, but only from the inside. Only from the inside. It's like that picture up there. The one thing that's missing is, is a door on this side, as a handle on this side. You have to open the door for Christ to come in. Open it and be set free from your chains of expectations. You may be wondering where God is in all the trouble that's around you, which seems magnified by the pressures that go with making a holiday a holiday merry and bright. But you need to remember that God has done mighty things and is continuing that amazing work right under your nose. We will always be in Advent for our entire lives, all our days, always. Advent calls you to make it possible for Christ to come, and that means to smooth out some of the rough places that blocks his coming. We all have rough places. We have to smooth those out in order for Christ to come. 
like I said, smooth all the roads. Yes or no? Are you the one who is coming? Or are we to wait for another? Just answer the question, Jesus. He does not do that for us or for John. A simple yes or no will not release you from your imprisonment. You will escape only when you let go of your expectations. You will escape when, you're open, when you open your mind and heart to the bigger kingdom. You will, you will escape when you trust God more than your ideals about God. So that's the message for the third Sunday of Advent. We deal with John the Baptist, the second Sunday and, and the third, third Sunday. Next Sunday, the fourth Sunday, I think it's with Mary. I'm not sure. I haven't looked that far ahead yet. Uh, so, our expectations. We all have uh, expectations. We've, all, we've had them since we were a little kid, since we could first think about things. And many times those expectations are too small and too narrow, especially when we're dealing with God. We can't put him into a narrow path because he's too big for that. The best thing is don't have any expectations at all. I find that uh, when, I, when I used to have expectations, they would always be, they would never come up to my level of expectation, no matter what, where it was, teaching or, or the ministry or, or wherever. But when you go into it and you don't have any expectations, amazing things happen. I didn't know that was going on. I didn't know. I didn't know this. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Because you're not looking for what you had expectations for. Other things are happening around you. I'm surprised that when, I, when I've, I've been giving these, uh, these out this weekend, it's the first time I've given them uh, uh, out in, in this, this area. In Nowheresville, giving these things out. And uh, I, I'm, su I'm surprised at the, uh, uh, the, way, uh, uh, the way the person that I'm, I'm dealing with uh, respond, not, I haven't given them one yet, but I could tell by the way they're responding to me that they're a Christian. So, and I say, oh, I think you need one of these. You, you sound like a believer in God. Here, take one. And they all take them. And they're all so thankful, thankful uh, for it. Whether it's at the Galleria or Planet Fitness or uh, where I got Walmart. I was walking through Walmart, passing them out right and left to, uh, uh, to, to, to everybody. And they accepted them. Nobody said no. Now, whether they read them or not, I don't know. That's their problem, not my problem. Mine was just to give them the message. It was up to them to read the, to read the message. And this is the best time of the year to do that. Now until Christmas Day. So what's today? Today is the 11th. What do we have? 14 more days left before, before Christmas. And the 12 days of Christmas do not start 12 days before Christmas starts on Christmas Day and goes to Epiphany. And maybe if, if I have time, I'll tell you the significance of the song in 12 Days of Christmas. 
It's got nothing to do with the gifts. It's the numbers that make a difference. It was a way that the Catholics came up to teach their children about their religion when they were forbidden to do so in public. And they came up with some, 12 days of Christmas, what the numbers stand for. That's what's important. So, let us pray. During the season of Advent, God, we have given, you have given us each week ways for us to prepare for the coming of your Son. Let us all take heed and follow your ways so that we are prepared as best we can for the return of your Son. In his most holy name, Jesus Christ our Savior, amen. Let us now stand and sing our hymn of glory. Hark! The angel, uh, the, uh, hark the herald angels sing. Page uh, 133 in the hymnal, or the words are on the screen. the season we find ourselves in be one that we use for the purpose it's intended for and that is preparing for the second coming of Jesus Christ. 
Let us not forget the true reason for this season. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and all God's children said, Amen. All God's children said, Amen. That's better. <laughs>